Welcome to the Holistic University Podcast, featuring your well-being coaches, Sydney and Alina. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Holistic University. I'm Alina Siebold. Hi, everyone. I'm Sydney Russo. Welcome back to our podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Erica Cassidy from the CCE department at the University of Rhode Island. Um, Give us a little introduction about yourself. Hi, thanks for having me. So like Elena said, my name is Erica Cassidy. I'm the assistant director of career advising in the CCEE, which is the Center for Career and Experiential Education, um, which is located in Roosevelt Hall. Um, You can call us CCEE or a lot of people just say the Career Center. Um, What I do is that I oversee a team of very awesome people who are all career education specialists or CES. Career education specialists are career and intern advisors, and they work with every single undergraduate student at URI. And so every everyone who's an undergrad has an assigned CES, depending on your major. And you can find your CES in Starfish. So if you don't know, you can check in Starfish and you'll find them. Um, and I think that's it. Is that all you asked me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so what got to, what got you to where you are today? Like, where did the passion come from to be in the position you are today at the University of Rhode Island? Oh, yeah. I am absolutely here because of internships and networking, like a hundred percent, um, I actually was an undergrad at URI and I started as an elementary education major and I did my first of three internships in an elementary school classroom and when I did it I realized it was like oh no I don't I don't really like children and no I'm just kidding that's not really entirely true I what I learned in that internship is that liking kids and liking working with kids are two totally different things. And I needed that internship to understand that. So I realized that elementary education was not the right field for me. So I changed career paths like completely. I was like, oh, do you know what I want to do? I want to be a voiceover artist, like a cartoon voice, like Bart Simpson. I know. Wouldn't that be the best? That's, that's yes. Yes. That is so cool. That's so cool. I know that is still secretly my dream job, but I did an internship at a radio station because I was like, Oh, where can I get some voice experience? And so, um, it was really fun. I got to write commercials and go in the sound booth and voice commercials and all of the commercials that I wrote aired on the radio station, but it was always revoiced by someone else. And when I finally got the courage to ask the sound engineer, you know, hey, how come this is happening? He was he was very no nonsense. And he was like, Erica, you just don't sound good on the air. And I was like, oh, (laughs) oh, that was so harsh. (laughs) So I did a third internship um, working doing I was working with students on campus. I just sort of stumbled into it, actually. I was working a little bit with URI 101. I was doing some peer mentoring. I was working on like events and projects and I loved it. Like it was just something I was doing to get a credit. I didn't know that I would have an absolute passion for it and it would be my favorite part of the week. And so I sort of accidentally stumbled into it, which is what happens a lot when you stumble into your career. And so 
through all of those internships and then networking in the internship that I was in that I really loved, I was able to like go to grad school, get grad school paid for, and now here I am. So it was a really fun, informative path. Wow. Voiceover acting, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is I was I was actually thinking about that the other day because whenever I sing, my fiance tells me I have like a Disney Channel character voice. And so I'm like, I wonder what the trajectory is of like getting to that career path, you know? Like, what do you have to do? That's awesome. We actually yeah. have a great segue that you were not intending to do, but, but we actually have a career education specialist who works with um, students in arts and humanities, and he might be able to help you with that if you're really serious about it. <laughs> no, no, not that serious, but <laughs> that's really funny. Um, okay, so, so what types of students would you recommend or encourage to sign up for a session at the CCE. And I think that you mentioned kind of like how they would sign up for a session, but can you just walk students through that a little bit more? Yeah, and if you don't mind, I'll back up a little bit more and talk about like what we do at the Career Center. Um, so we focus on career and experiential education. So career is probably everything you're already thinking. So we help with resume and interviewing and um, how to find a job. We help, we do mock interviews with you. So if you're going on a job interview and you wanna practice beforehand, we can do that. And we do so much more. We also have for students who are not as comfortable working with a career education specialist, and we can work with you face-to-face -face, um, or virtual. Right now, everything because of the pandemic is virtual. Um, but we have 24 seven resources on our website. We have tons of professional development modules. So say you wanna, you have to write a cover letter and it's, you have to send it out tomorrow and you're like, I don't even know what I'm doing. We have a module that walks you right through how to write an amazing cover letter. So we have tons of those tools on there. Um, oh, and we have so many events. You might even be getting emails from your career education specialist. Open those because they share a lot of really great things with you, like jobs that are available, events that are going on. Um, both of you, I know, are in, in like health-related majors. And we actually have our health um, industries week coming up next week, where it's a whole bunch of like virtual um, like uh, career events for students who are in health and human services majors. Um, the experiential education part is, so experiential education is learning by doing. And so that would be things like internships, service learning, volunteering. Um, we have alternative spring break through our department. So we just do so many things related to what you wanna do after graduation possibly. So the students who should come see us are, is honestly, anyone who is an undergraduate student at URI. So like I was saying before, everyone has a career education specialist and everyone should be taking advantage of it. Um, they can, like you were asking, go into Starfish and sign up with their career education specialist. Um, Oh, we even, and I want to say this too, even undeclared students have a career education specialist. So you don't have to be in a major. Um, 
you, if you go into Starfish and you find your CES and you're like, oh, none of their appointments will ever work with my schedule, that's all right. Because you can either go to drop-ins, which we have every day uh, or Monday through Thursday from one to three and they're virtual. So they're easy to go to. Um, and you can always just email the CES and say, hey, I can never make this time. Can you accommodate me? And they'd be happy to accommodate. Wow. I need to start using that. <laughs> You do. If I'm being honest, I need to start using that. <laughs> I'm a double major. It's like I have one career and I have another career, and I, they all just combine together. <laughs> That's so exciting, though. Yeah, uh, I'm very excited. Um, but if a student's having trouble deciding where they see themselves, career or major-wise, what advice would you give them? I love this question. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, I love when somebody comes in and they're like, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. Help me get on a path. And I'm like, oh, this is the best thing. Um, so here's the first thing that I want to say. Like, don't stress about it. It's totally normal to not know what you want to do with your major or your career. Um, but don't ignore it either and hope it just kind of works itself out because that is a recipe for super stress in your senior year. Um, so what you could do depending on your personality. If you're the sort of person who like likes to communicate with the human being, um, the first thing you should do is chat with your CES and say, I need help getting like a path for my career or for my major. Um, and they'll, they'll talk you through it. Everybody has a different style. Um, but mostly what they'll do is give you a whole bunch of resources to explore and try the, we'll work on it together. And then we'll give you some things to say, okay, try this and I'll come back and let me know how it goes and then we'll get into it a little bit more. Um, or if you're the sort of person who's like, I prefer to start with the computer than with a human being, we have on our website, these two really great modules, exploring um, majors and exploring careers. So we can walk you through, it will walk you through on your own. It's self-paced um, ways to sort of explore that too. And then if you want, you can follow up with a CES, which I always think is helpful. Nice. It's funny because my sister, side note, is actually going to be a freshman in college next year, which is very exciting. And she is going in very broadly and like doesn't know. So I'm going to be recommending her to whatever school, hopefully you or I, but whatever school she picks, CCE program. <laughs> that's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. And like starting from freshman year is the way to go. Yeah. Because honestly, like so many freshmen come in either very broad or they come in very narrow and they end up switching their major. And then it's the stress of like, what if I switch my major and it doesn't work out? Should I even switch my major and just stick with it? So seems like the CCEE has a really great thing going for students. <laughs> well, I think so, but I'm a little biased. <laughs> So can you tell us more about the Clifton Strengths approach that you use with students and what it is and how do you use it? Yeah, so Clifton Strengths, so there we have two of us on staff, myself and my colleague Brandon Sousa, and we are um, strengths, uh, Clifton Strengths coaches. And so um, if you're interested or if a student is interested, they can reach out to us to learn more about it and take the assessment. But briefly what it is, it's an assessment through the Gallup organization. And their overall philosophy is that 
if you focus on your innate talents, like the things that you're naturally good at, if you focus on your innate talents instead of your weaknesses, it is more effective in helping you to achieve like the best version of yourself in work and in life and things like that. And so the idea is let's find the things that you're really good at and let's like really like um, like double down on those things so that it positively affects your life in so many ways. Um, it's really fun. It's really um, exciting. It's changed my life a lot in the way that I do things. And um, instead of trying to make myself great at things that I'm never going to be great at, I focus on being even better at the things that I'm already good at. And then that stuff that I'm not great at, it doesn't even matter anymore. You know, it just finds a way to, to not really be an issue because all the other things are, are like working at top, you know, top strength. Um, the assessment itself helps you discover what those talents are. There's 34, according to Clifton strengths, there's 34 talents. Um, but you would then follow that up with coaching to really turn those talents into strengths. So anybody could take, could like go online, pay, take the assessment on their own. They don't even need to go through URI um, and get those top talents. But it's sort of like getting a book. And the only thing in there is like the, um, is like a, the index where you're like, okay, well, this isn't really helping me so much. The coaching really like gives you a lot more. So not every student is interested in it. We also focus on um, type focus as well, which is um, based on the Myers-Briggs type indicator. So if you're the sort of person who's interested in doing different assessments, we can absolutely work with you on that. But it's not a requirement of going through the office. That's so cool. Yeah, we as health coaches, or I'm sorry, I always mess them up. As well being coaches, we use the Clifton Strengths a lot. And oh, do you? The, yeah, and the I didn't VIs. know that. Yeah, it's kind of it was one of the foundations of kind of I think our health coaching exams or like the principles of health coaching, because for as well being coaches, we show um, our clients that they can achieve anything they want to achieve. They just need to realize it within themselves. So we use their strengths and their values to help them create long lasting goals. Oh, that's fabulous. For values, do you do um, values in action or do you do something else? I think I think Sydney maybe could explain this better, but I think it's just values in general, mm -hmm. just so that they can relate to their goals, so they're realistic and attainable. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. That's just a bit, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm in the so little sorry. bit that I've gotten to learn about the two of you and your work with the podcast and your work as well being coach. Just, I hope, you know, because I'm coming from the career background, I hope you're putting all of this on your resume because it's so impressive and really shows a lot of transferable skills. My mom keeps telling me she has a running list of everything I need to put on my resume and the podcast is something I need to add. <laughs> it's so true. Do you know what I mean when I say transferable skills? Actually, no. Can you please explain <laughs> that? <laughs> So transfer, this is good for all your listeners too. transferable skills are those things that like you may have developed or used in one job, but could be applicable to many jobs. So the technologies that you're using in podcasting, I mean, think of all of the different fields that you can use that or you can leverage that in, even if it seems totally unrelated in your coaching experience, anything where you're having that one-on-one -on -one advising experience, especially for the two of you and the fields you want to go into is going to look amazing uh, in so many areas you want to go into, yeah. you know, your CES can help you with that. 
Yeah, so I'm... No, I completely agree. I'm in charge of kind of like the training program to recruit new well-being coaches because Sydney is sadly leaving me. And that's kind of one of the things I'm like emphasizing is that if you're in like the healthcare field, you have to learn to talk with clients and have that client to practitioner or client to like professional relationship and not get it to a point where you're just telling them information. So that's actually one of the things I'm marketing about as a well-being coach. It'll help in healthcare fields. That's awesome. That's like really well done. And I know I'm I'm sorry if I'm embarrassing the two of you on your podcast, but you explain the work that you do so clearly and so well. And that's really going to benefit you in your job interviews and grad school interviews. So I'm very impressed with the two of you. There's grad school interviews. I'm learning <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm going to be on my computer for like two hours after this podcast. (laughs) Grad school interviews, experience for psychology. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I'm totally gearing off our topic. (laughs) What is something you wish more students knew about the CCEE? That, so I knew you were going to ask me this question and I thought, oh God, I want them to know everything. But if I had to narrow it down to just two things, I would say... um, don't wait to see us. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, but so many students will wait until like their last semester, senior year to like prepare for their next step. And that that's all right if you do that, but it's very stressful if you wait until the end. Like, so like think about all the things you'll be doing at once. You're like creating a resume and you're discovering how to find a job and you're figuring out how to interview and you're trying to get experience. And that is such a massive amount of work to do in such a short period of time. But if you start like freshman, sophomore year, where you're like, you create your resume and then you do some career exploration and then maybe another year or semester, you start going to career events and networking so that you're doing a little bit every semester. So that by the time you get to your last semester, you're like, oh, I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I don't like it really significantly reduces the amount of stress you have coming up to graduation. I cannot, cannot stress it enough how valuable that is to slowly work on it while you're at, in school. Yeah. Listeners, don't do what I did because I'm a junior second <laughs> semester and I'm going to be scrambling. Hey, you still got time. You have this semester, you have the summer because we're here in the summer as well. Um, and then next year. Um, Oh, I'm so glad you said that because I wouldn't have said that we're here in the summer. So I'm glad. Uh, The other thing is that we have courses for academic credit, career related and experiential courses for academic credit. Um, Some of them are are like really quite popular, um, but I don't think everybody knows about them. So we have the ITR internship program, which is a program, the very nutshell of it is that you could earn anywhere from six to 15 credits in one semester fall, spring, or summer semester um, for doing an internship. And along with that internship, you'd take a required um, online professional development seminar. And it's such a great way to get experience and build upper level free elective credits. I really can't stress it enough. Um, 
We also have ITR 300, which is a course for students who know what their major is, but they just have no idea what they want to do with that major or where they can go career-wise. It really helps you to start looking for internships and puts you on the path for your career. So some people are going to be fine with a few different career appointments or doing things on their own, but some people are like, oh yeah, a course where I can get credit and figure all this out. That's amazing. Um, and then, of course, we have um, community service related courses, too, which are always evolving and changing. Our courses in the summer semester are actually in state tuition for all students. So when you think about, oh, I don't have my numbers correct. I wish that I did. Um, but when you think about doing, say, a 15 credit internship in the summer, which out of state could be, I don't know if either of you are out of state, but like 15 credits is... Yeah. How much is 15 credits? Do you know? I should have looked this up. I'm I'm a Long Island girl, so... Oh, um, me too! What part? The eastern end? Southampton? You were... Oh my goodness, you're in the Hamptons? You're so lucky. <laughs> I'm west-south, so I'm south shore, like Jones Beach, Long Beach, but I'm west, so I'm, mm -hmm. Nassau, I'm Nassau County, like close to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have been to so many shows at Jones Beach. That is the best place to see a show. I work at Jones Beach over the summer. Do you really? <laughs> yes, I That's do. amazing. <laughs> I'm All working right. in a restaurant this summer, and I work the retail shops as, like, one of their managers. Oh, that's awesome. Good for you. Thank Such you. Such a great location. Yeah. All right, we totally beach. got off track with yeah. that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was saying. Um, you're talking about the 15 credit, um, how... Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Okay. I got so excited. So, <laughs> so, you know, 15 credits for an out-of-state student is, you know, like, what is, I think it's somewhere around $11,000. Whereas in, in for in-state, like, so say you're an out-of-state student and you're like, I really, I'm behind on credits. I need to catch up. I want to do 15 credits this summer. And you don't even have to do as many as 15. It's only like $3,000. It is such a huge cost saving. So if you are behind on credit, I really recommend doing um, ITR or CSV courses this summer or another summer. Wow. I think my friends are doing that because they're we're all juniors, my friends, and they're they have internships for the summer, and they're doing the ITR course with. Oh, them. that's fabulous! Yeah. So we have two questions that we like to end off our podcast with. Um, first, mm -hmm. what are some of your favorite self care practices that you like to do? Oh, I have a meditation practice, a daily meditation practice, which I think is probably the most important thing I do for myself in my life. It changed it. It's when I don't meditate regularly, I feel it. I just, I'm crankier. I feel like I'm less smart. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Like my brain just doesn't work as well as it's supposed to. So my daily meditation practice is the most important thing that I do. I do like some other small things too. Like I make sure, especially in the pandemic to like have time with friends, but Meditation is most important. Nice. Um, and what is your favorite food? Oh, pasta. I don't even have to think about that one. I Best food pasta. ever. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> we're from New York. Of course we love pasta. It's, <laughs> it's Italian food. 
But thank you so much, Miss Cassidy, for coming onto our podcast. It was such a delight and such a treat having you. I am going to close this out because I also know Sydney has an appointment for well-being coaching, which that makes me plug well-being coaching. We're going to be having an informational in-house training this week, and our in-house training program starts April 5th. Again, you could always email us at wellcoach. Wait. I'm going to have Sydney save the email because I always mess it up. <laughs> hey, I'm not Sydney, but I can tell you the email is wellcoach at etal.uri.edu. Yeah, thank you, Sydney. Oh, no problem. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, email us or DM the Instagram if you want somebody on the episode, if you want a topic we want you want us to talk about. I'm losing my words. <laughs> but again, thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye guys. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. 